Hey, I'm Brady Becker. And I'm Martin Walker. And this is True Enough. A podcast about True Detective Season 2. I don't, I don't really know what you're supposed to do. I, just, I didn't have really an intro in mind for this week, so I kind of started beatboxing and I wanted to see like, what happened. So That's great. You know what Brady told me before doing this intro? We were sitting in our living room, not, not a whole lot of time has passed since that, and he said, this is probably the best intro that I've ever written. It's up there. It's up there. <laughs> if not top three. That was so, hey, right? how, how you been, man? It's been a while. I mean, I've been out of Lollapalooza, and uh, you've been chasing tings. Um, you're about to head to Glacier National Park. What's that all about, huh? Oh, man, I got a bad thing. <laughs> I've heard, buddy, I've heard. Tell him. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we've been on park. Brady and I have been on park for a few days. But... It's been hard on us both. One of us was strong enough a man to confront it and take it head on. Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah, Walker just told me he missed me, and I said... Oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know what, man? I missed you too. Of the two of us, I'm definitely the more emotionally open. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> the Paul Woodruff relationship. Yeah. Um, nope. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> our friends would get that joke. All right, let's, let's get on to the episode here. Um, what'd you think? I thought very entertaining, to say the very least. Not I really enjoyed these guys too. So, yeah, it was super entertaining for sure. Um, my complaint, I think everybody has, is the plot so convoluted. Oh my goodness, dude. It's yeah. ridiculous. And, like, they're keeping me engaged, but. But, like, how complex the plot is, is just, like, you can't even, like, I read this one article that was entitled, like, how, like, the, the true detective plot, excruciating, all explained, excruciatingly painful. And it's just like, oh, man, I read yeah, through all exactly. of it. And it was so complicated. Like, think about what you all have going on. You have blue diamonds. You have land. You have land that's been contaminated. You have the catalyst group. You have Black Mountain working for the catalyst group. You have sex parties. Um, and all these, some kind of, like, tie together in some weird kind of convoluted way, like yeah. you said. Then you have the twins, you have the bird killer, is Burris, is Laura, is it, is it, who, is this is to Casper, was it Dixon, was it Stan, who knows? <laughs> That's my main problem, like, there's so many freaking characters, exactly. too. Holy shit. It's, uh, it's too much, like, he's a lot of trying to draw so many blinds onto the murderers, and it's just, I don't know. It just gets, like, nauseating, man, like, I'll read an article, they'll mention a character's name, it's like, who the hell is that? <laughs> Like, that shouldn't happen. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, but, like, this episode was cool. Like, I liked a lot of the set pieces. Everybody's kind of screwed now. I mean, Frank, all his assets are being stolen. Oh, I um, love Frank in Crisis Mode, though. He we'll get it going. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And then you have uh, Regis kind of pinned for the murder of that guard. You have Valcoro framed. Yeah. Um, you have Woodrow. And he's seen better days, obviously. We'll talk more about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, background characters, like, basically anybody that's been introduced to us, like, in the first half of the season is probably corrupt. Yeah. Like, there's, <laughs> like, one out of every two characters in the show. Is then, like, probably one. one the one three. police officer who's good just got cacked. Yep. Just dropped. Yep. <laughs> Didn't see that coming at all. That was actually way out of the way. Well, I should have, though. Like, we all should have seen that coming. Because, like, how I was thinking of Frank Belcoro. Mm-hmm. She's out of the way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, yeah, let's start getting into characters here, huh? Let's start. Um, um, let's start with Vince Vaughn. I did first. Oh, you're going with Vince Vaughn? Let's get into Vinny first, man. Why not, huh? Give me what you got. Dude. I don't know how Frank got so chill this episode. Oh, <laughs> man, I thought he had no chill, but holy cow. Yeah, he's, he was great. I had ideas of getting out of this, you know. 
There's no such thing for you, Frank. That world isn't yours. You manage clubs. In time, we find something new to build on. Oh, what can I say to that? After all, no fighting what you can't change. You didn't have a lot of reason conversations. Uh, there's a lot of and heavy force use. Why? Why? I don't. I don't. Enough, <laughs> con enough conversations with Frank. We don't need any more. Yeah. Apparently not. When he puts the glass in that man's face and, and the blank face. Oh, he's a savage man. Yeah, he's a savage for sure. Get um, out of here. So I think that scene was so cool too. By the way, did you not love that scene? I thought him and Blake both played off each other really well in that scene. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, it was good. Very violent though, graphic for sure. I think what's going on with Frank is you see him get stripped of his pride, so he got just fucked on everything. Yeah, he doesn't Almost like he doesn't like being belittled for sure. No, he doesn't. And like at the end of the day, I don't think he, he doesn't have anything to lose right now. And no, this is like damn thing. it's just like. This is Frank Semyon against the world, and this is when he's at his best, because uh, he's he got shit done this episode, and like, mm -hmm. I think next episode, you obviously, he's going to see, or try to go after that $12 mm -hmm. million dollar exchange, and I think he'll pull it off. That's you just, do. I right. really do. Oh, let's talk about that now, man. I really, I think there's no way Semyon gets a happy ending here. Really? Do you see him just, like, think about the situation he's walking into, like. It's stacked against him. I I, how is he going to figure it out? I just feel like there's no way when it's all been some dumb Frank. I don't feel like he just walks out with 12 million, a happy ending, hops on a plane with Jordan somewhere, and then chilling in the Bahamas the final scene. Maybe, maybe Did you see there's a lot of right in that? Maybe it's, it's not that clean, but he's so calculated right now. Every move that he makes is just think, like... Man, I think yeah. he's just reckless. I think okay. he's just setting ovens on fire. Think about walking out of places and just... Think about this. How much has Frank gotten done for the entire season, and then we hit this episode, and he's just like, boom, 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 let's yeah. go. Like, that conversation he had with Osef did not show a hint of emotion. Osef has no idea it's what's crazy, going on. It's crazy, but how, okay, that conversation, that conversation, the way it Vince Vaughn delivered it was sweet, but, like, if you're Osef, are you just sitting there like, wow, he's taking this really well. Yeah. Wow, yeah. okay, well, I, don't, I, don't, I think he's fine with being a manager now. Like, yeah, true. That's coming. It's a huge oversight in Osef, right? It was cool, like, the way he delivered it was, like, are you buying that out of him? I, I didn't, but like, yeah. Um, but no. I, all right. keep going. I think uh, basically, as far as character development goes with Frank, I think this is just another interesting twist. So you see when he's stripped away of all like the worldly insecurities and the concerns he has about status, he's a very different person, and to me, it's a much better person. And it makes an interesting point about Nvidia's comparisons. I think that might be what uh, Pizzolatto is going for. So. Basically, you shouldn't care about what other people think. It's pretty basic, but like this is a very good example of how that benefits a person. Yeah, it's, a, it's, right. an, it's an interesting portrayal. Portrayal you don't see in this sort of light usually. But yeah, it's cool. And it's kind of plays along the line of you know, uh, Sammy said earlier in the season to Ray like your worst self. You're, sometimes your worst self is your best self, mm. and you've definitely seen that on Sammy right now. But uh, another <laughs> point I'd like to make is that um, like. Oh man, did Pizzolatto just waste Vince Vaughn for most of the season, man? Like, yeah, for real. Jeez, I thought like, it was his acting, but no, he's capable. No, Vince Vaughn killed it, man. Like, he was great throughout this episode, and he's definitely just like one of the brightest spots. And like, Pizzolatto just wasted him so many times, just mindless like banter at tea parties, basically with other crooks, and it was just boring and it was all forced, you know. And it's it was terrible. Yeah, I wish he would have been. You're right. He should have been this happy. Yeah, because it would have been so much sicker. Um, well, yeah, we'll talk. We'll, I think, feel like we still have some more disagreement to hash out about um, how his ending is going to be like. We'll, we'll cover some more of that towards the end of the episode for some predictions. Let's move on to Valcora. What do we think of, what we think of Ray this time around? I brought you back in this. Well, I made a choice a long time ago. I, uh, I thought everything came from something else, but it came from there. You had something like that too once, right? Well, I think uh, his mustache is back. 
ready for justice. He's <laughs> ready to conclude the show. Give it to us, baby. Um, so Frank is really taking some interesting turns for me. Um, the Attorney General is... I don't, I don't think that's what she is. Uh, but the lady who is kind of... Oh, she's an Attorney General, yeah. Oh, she is? Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool, cool. Uh, the lady who is his lifeline with the police and told him that she would get his son back has mm-hmm. been shot. And so, actually, I didn't think about this until I watched that episode. That's interesting because Ray was acting when he had that conversation with his wife. He was acting under relative certainty that he would be able to get his son back. So I don't know if that was oh, sincere. I, feel I think it was sincere. It did, yeah. It seemed very sincere. I think Ray well. kind of put the, yeah, the conversation with his son. He kind of realized that right. there's really no connection. I think it was sincere. But yeah, you could be right. So I don't know. I, I would love to think that Ray was being true to himself there. But if he wasn't, that brings up a very interesting point about whether or not he cares about the case, and I think for the integrity of the show, he'll see it through to the end, because, like, that would fucking suck if Ray just stopped. Maybe he just, yeah, I'm out. It's an episode in. That'd be so stupid. But, um, yeah, so I think we're kind of like, so I guess, I guess what we're seeing then is Ray's sense of justice coming out, which is good. He's still just a really mixed-up person. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, you see more redemption out of him now. You know, you kind of see the redemption in his eyes. Right. I feel like kind of getting to my point here, um, I, you can really feel Colin Farrell's tone from week to week. You know, I think his acting is just so superb that his mood changes from episode to episode. You can see it on his face, and it's really impressive. You can see what he's going through, his mood. It's all reflected straight in his character. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you can, and what I saw in this episode, it, just, it didn't seem like he had a lot of care left in his eyes, but it seemed to be like a slight glimmer of like redemption. Because he knows the person he killed was, was a phony, and he killed the wrong person. Mm-hmm. He needs to redeem that. And I think he's you know seeking justice for what he did there. So that ties really nicely into like my main theme with Ray. I think that he is a product of his environment more than anything. I think you see all the whole show that he has the capacity for good and he has the capacity for evil. And it's really just what has been put in front of him. So I don't know, when he takes himself out of those really harmful situations where he's trying to deal with his son and his wife and he's going crazy, then he is a lot better. But then you see Semyon giving him his wife's alleged rapist and mm-hmm. like he has no problem killing the guy. So yeah, I think if Ray had been exposed to an easier life, if his wife hadn't been raped, I think he'd be a totally different person. Yeah, and that, that, you know, she kind of said that to him in that one episode, basically. Yeah. That, that whole incident really changed the man he was. Very interesting to see. Um, and with that, uh, do you think, what, what's, your, do you think what's, what's your word on Chad Valcourt? Do you think it's Ray's son or not? Do you think, who do you think the father oh, is there? No, absolutely. I think it. I think it just might be Ray's son, man. I think it might come on the finale. Are you serious? Yeah, man. I how, think so. Genetically, though, how? I don't. I just. I'm not sure if I fully buy into all that. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe somebody used. Maybe Catherine Davis put that that guy in jail herself so that she could use that as motivation to get Ray to actually do this. You know I have what I'm saying? no idea, but I want... Kind of being manipulative to his character to get him going and make him, make him to want to commit to the case over again. Here's what I want. It's, 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 a, it's kind of a, it's a long theory, but... Is Catherine Davis his wife? Was that the actress? Catherine Davis is the one, the attorney general. Oh, okay. All right. I'm saying that she, maybe she put that guy in jail in order to motivate Ray to rejoin the case since he knew the man that he killed was the wrong guy that put okay. justice back into him, you know? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Far-fetched, but we'll see. All right. I don't know. Cool. I just have a feeling that it might come out in the final moments that Chad is actually his son. I think it'd be cool. All right, let's move on to Bezrides, though, huh? Hey. Yo, I have a place. I got nice things. I had a good thing with Tony and his people. Maybe, and this is just a thought, maybe you were put on Earth for more than fucking. 
Everything is fucking. Yeah, huge episode for um, Bez and uh, Rachel McAdams was super strong. I got to give it to her. I mean, yeah, she was. I'm kind of kind of a you know broken record here, but I thought I think Vince Vaughn, Colin Farrell, Rachel McAdams all were really really top notch in this episode. I wish that her character wasn't so bubbly though. She's what do you mean? She's so happy all the time. Oh yeah, it's I just mean, like such a ditzy personality. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I wish she was more reserved. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I really liked her in this episode because we finally got some growth out of her character. Right. Finally, some of that vulnerability that I was begging for, and I loved it. You mean you get those, you get those kind of like very open-ended, self-reflection lines out of her. She says, "I think I might be unfair to people sometimes." Yeah. And then she goes again. Uh, her partner is helping take her uh, family. She has a very real moment with her dad and her sister. She says goodbye to him. She has her ex-partner take him on to Oregon somewhere. And he, he hugs her and goes three in one day. That's a record. <laughs> that was kind of a cool scene. Some people were saying maybe her partner's going to double cross her, maybe he's corrupt too, but I think that, I don't think maybe, so. Oh, yeah, that'd be terrible. If he takes out her family, I, I think that was a real, real scene. I think he's got the feels for her up and down, so I don't think that would happen. Yeah. I mean, my point's like, honestly, really similar. You just see, you see her vulnerability and Annie is starting to realize that she has to rely on other people. Yeah, so it's cool to see. She just distance herself, always. She's still incredibly brusque, but she's making a serious effort to be more tender and caring yeah. and approachable. Yeah, it's just too bad that uh, I just felt like we were strung out too long with her storyline. Yeah, Wait absolutely. Episode, episode 7 for absolutely. that full, like, epiphany of hers. It just took too long for me. But, like, I really enjoyed the moment before we had. Um, let's just, like, can we talk about Ray and her hooking up real quick? Uh, real quick? Sorry, excuse me. Oh, what are you saying? We gotta keep a balance. How cool is that for the week? Oh, man. I just wasn't a fan at all. No, I really bullshit. Did, did you hate it? I hate it. It was bullshit because the scene was so bad. Yeah, and we'll get it. Okay, we'll cover more of that in our melodrama yeah. segment. Yeah, that's going to be one for the ages, folks. Oh. Um, but I thought, I, I just, this whole season, I've kind of seen Ray as kind of like almost like a father figure to her in Woodrow. I wouldn't uh, say father mentor, figure. Mentor, maybe, maybe the wiser one. Okay, I, I see that because I feel like he's kind of had. Woodrow. To Woodrow for sure. But I feel like he's provided some real sharp insight to Bezzeridis too sometimes. Okay. And right. I felt like they've built like more of a friendship where like they've had Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. It felt like such a f- good friendship to me. Like I wanted that to be a friendship. I didn't feel the romance at all. So when they just like, I get it, they're two vulnerable like people letting out their emotions in front of each other. Yeah, it's not and romantic at all. It, it could, I can see how it could be kind of romantic. You know? It's just kind of a release, but like I didn't see, the scene wasn't romantic, yeah. Well, no, but I what you see. just said, it's just a release. You know? Yeah, okay. They don't like have any real towards each other. Okay, so, good, good point. That's a good point. That'd be a terrible relationship. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I just, I feel, in my mind, Valcoro feels so much older to me than Bezerides. Yeah, that, I feel like there's more of an age difference. And, I don't know. Like, that's not as big of a deal when you're not. I, I just didn't, I just wasn't into it overall. I just didn't think it worked. It just wasn't that sexy to me either. And I felt like it was just low-hanging fruit. Like, I thought there's a lot of, one thing he actually did very well this season was build that relationship, that friendship, that bond that they have. And I didn't want to see it as in a romantic light. Just ready does not go for low hanging fruit <laughs> ever. Let one thing be clear. <laughs> so I'm coming off of this. Um, I, I we've been bashing Pizzolatto a lot this season. I'll stop right there and just say like Pizzolatto still has written a very good show. Like I've still really enjoyed the season. Yeah. Like and of course we're we're being hypercritical of him, but like it doesn't. His work first season was just such a masterpiece, and now when you have this, you you know it's so easy to compare yeah. to what you had. I don't want to be like a true fanboy or anything either, though. So I'm glad we're being a little. Yeah, bit we gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep him humble. But like, yeah, give credit where credit's due. Like, you still did a nice job with some of these characters. And For sure. We could still bash some of these cheesy dialogue, but yeah. For sure. What about Woody? Hey, what an episode of Paul Woodrow? That's accommodating. Maybe too much. 
Record only shit to me. This fuck up dragging down. He had me looking you up. Davis used all of us and she's fucking dead. The other, this Ventura Dyke, she's been on my ass from the jump. I could give a shit about either of them. Call Ray. My question for you to get this discussion started off is uh, did Paul Woodrow get the love he deserved, do you think? Hmm. All right, well, I'm going to quote a great prophet of our time. Great. I'm tired of you little wasteman out here. Y'all got to know yourself. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was <Right>. fire. <laughs> oh, so, baby. <laughs> some of you got that quote. Those are the fans that we like more. <laughs> but anyway, I think that Woodrow got the world he deserved. I actually put a lot of thought into oh, this. Oh, baby. Yeah, I put some thought into Let's this. Let's go. Let's go then. I think of all the characters, Woodrow was the least salvageable. I think he was, in a lot of ways, the worst. because, And you don't see it initially. You look at it and you're like... Give it to me. I, I might disagree with you on this one. No, it's totally fair. Like, it's still pretty... Uh-huh. I don't know. This is a little out there. But, okay, Woodrow is, A, um, completely disrespects any sort of individuality that he might have. He's not comfortable with himself uh, at all. And, like, I... Which is but, is that, but is that his fault? No, like... It, to a degree, it is. To a degree, yeah. To a degree, you should yes. take uh, responsibility for that. It's not entirely his fault. Yeah. The other thing is, like, as a result of that, as a result of not being comfortable with himself, the only place where he actually thrives is... In that sort of hostile... Yeah, hostile yeah. and violent. Like, he is alive when he's killing people. Yeah, he can... And he can go. You saw what he did to yeah. those Black Mountain people. And I think oh, that, no. for that reason, Woodrow is the most dangerous character out of all four of them. Like, he... Just, like, even... Really Vince Vaughn shows far more remorse than Woodrow does when he takes a life. Or, not all the time, but, like, when yeah. someone innocent dies. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you look at Woodrow's reaction after Emotions, that massacre, just yeah. not a thing. Just so brilliant. that's why I am glad that of any character, Woodrow is the one to get off. Interesting. I'm gonna, what'd you, what'd, how'd you feel about uh, Kitch's performance overall? Um, this season? Started off terribly, picked up as the time went on. Yeah, I mean, like he, we gave him a lot of shit. Like he was, yeah. he was not. No, he, he had some shining moments. I think yeah. overall he got out acted by everybody, each of the main leads. But I mean, that's to be expected. He's going to go around. He's more of the up and comer. Yeah, for sure. Um, he had some definitely some stronger scenes. He does a good job of playing just like that stone faced, stoic, you know, pissed off guy. Yeah. So he can definitely pull that off. With some of the material that he was given, I thought he did a pretty nice job. I loved the scene when he died. I- like when he's crawling out, yeah, he's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> We're not going to get a buddy. Yeah. Um, do you think maybe that could have just been Buckshot? <laughs> Holy shit, that you have He's Next episode, he's in Purgatory. And he just gets up. Oh, Where would his Purgatory be? Like on a never ending motorcycle ride or something? Actually, a super good question. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. What would Paul Woodrow's Purgatory be? I think. Uh, Dude, chill. Yeah, it'd just be him like trying to make people chill. Dude, please chill. Just chill. chill. Um, to get back to your earlier point, though, I'm gonna kind of. I think he generally was trying to be a good man. I think um, his fiance muttered, you know, he's not a very good guy. Uh, but I think he did his very best to be a good guy. I think he was just trying to portray society's norms as best he could. You know, that's like you said, kind of to his own fault. He shouldn't have been doing that. You know, he's working that nine to five. He's doing this, he's doing that, raising those combat standards to the military. Um, he was just doing what he felt was right, what was acceptable, what he was like told to do, what was expected of him, you know? Yeah. And he hated himself for it, you know? Yeah. And that's a that's a good kind of a, kind of a foil with um, 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 who did you bring up earlier with the individuality? 
Vince Vaughn was it his character? Or yeah, I mean, like, well, Vince Vaughn now that he's been stripped away of like all the just does his shit, just his does his thing, you yeah. know. And Woodrow's something that Woodrow's never been able to accomplish, you know. Um, and I think I think he's just kind of naive for it. I think he's just kind of young and naive. So I don't, I don't think it's fair to say that he deserved that death because I just don't think he knew any better. I don't know if it's a fair argument to make, but I would feel totally different if he wasn't so efficient at killing people. I think that's like, a good point. As an know? argument of utility, okay. like he really is not good for the world. Well, just think. Okay, think about that scene though about how he. Winter should be smarter than that. Like he kind of knew he was being set up. Mm-hmm. He calls Valcora before he goes in there to kind of warn him, yeah. and then he just goes in. He sees that guy, he walks basically into a trap. And then I thought when um, when um, he said, you know, he turned on Valcoro or acted like he was turning on Valcoro and Veserides, I thought he was going to call Valcoro up, have him meet somewhere in a neutral location, um, not give away that he was, you know, being yeah. captured. But I think Valcoro would have picked up on it since he got the warning call beforehand. And I thought, well, uh, Valcoro and Veserides are going to come somewhere and start kicking ass and get him out of there. But what instead, he just tries to do it in his own hands. I don't know. He did. And he, to his credit, he pretty did. fucking efficient at yeah. it. It's kind of like it kind of sucks because like you know, Burris is standing outside a convenient place door. We'll and get to that later. Woodrow I have some thoughts on that. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I, I can I can tell what section you're gonna go with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to be honest though, uh, an overall sight on or one hundred one thousand level, you know, thought on Woodrow's character. Just when he died, just didn't feel a whole lot. Like it was just kind of like he's dead, and I'm just kind of indifferent. I just don't. Yeah. And I don't think a whole lot of people felt too close to his character. He could be sympathetic, but it was just like, whatever. You know, he's dead, and it's kind of like, I, I just really don't care. I didn't, I didn't think he was going to be killed, though. I was surprised that they actually killed him off. Were you surprised well, at all? I mean, I don't know. Pizzolatto might not have known this while he's writing it, but he definitely brought the least to the show. So Yeah, that's true. From his perspective, he was the yeah, easy choice. Most, yeah, you're right. The most dispensable yeah. kind of made that point. I think it was kind of a powerful scene, though, where he goes down and they kind of see his wife watching that movie. Um, and you know the mother's holding a child. It's kind of like, like sentimental. It's, I thought it was kind of a cool scene. With the if his wife didn't have a shit relationship with him, it would be more powerful. But yeah, maybe she maybe she was realizing how bad of a father Paul would be. Yeah, exactly. Too. Like, how dumb of it. Last thing about Paul Woodrow. How dumb of it is that he put his cracked out mother and pissed off fiance in like a two star hotel. It's just like you stay here. Can't yeah. leave the place. Like yeah, secret safe with your mom, dude. Like for real. Like. And- he has some means, like he's not, he's a detective. Yeah, I think he's a terrible detective on the show, though. If we haven't figured that out by now. <laughs> oh, Lordy, okay. Let's move on to our case segment. I think we got some good ones this week. You want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about it. So, yeah. my case segment is um, Lieutenant Burris just happens to be standing outside of that door. Okay, they're in a giant <laughs> fucking warehouse. Underground system yeah. where Holloway no. goes, these stretch for miles down yeah. here. Do you understand where he ran? Because I haven't the slightest <laughs> clue. There's no fucking way. There's no way. He's just like, yup, this is the one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, so, like, I guess that was the easiest way to do it, but that was bullshit. He's a lot of... Yeah, I was just... A, I mean, you could have some of those within storytelling because, you know, it's Hollywood still. It's better when you don't, but, like... You're right, it's just kind of like, come on. And when you think about it, it happened so fast, you're like, whoa, what just happened? But then you're like, wait, they were in this underground system. Yeah. And Burris is just waiting behind this fucking door the whole time. Maybe you'll like explain it next episode. It makes sense. Whatever. There'll be some know. sort of, there's been so, so many, so many like obscure like yeah. tie-ins. Like, like if you think about it, like why would, like, what's the, what's the reason of Ani's dad like knowing all these people before in the commune? Like what's the purpose behind that? Yeah, that's true. Like, that's is Casper going to be like the one that ended up raping her or something? Like, it's going to be something stupid. It's kind of like whatever. Or if this could be anything at all, just some sort of stupid tie-in that could be involved in the story. Okay, that's the that never develops. Who knows? 
Um, my case segment, can we, can we come up with a better name for the, or more clever name for the Mexicans than just calling them the Mexicans? We're talking about, like, the people that, um, you know, Frank's kind of got beef with, and he keeps calling them the fucking Mexicans. We've got character names like Antigone Bezzarides, but we can't come up with a fucking sh- sweet street name for the Mexicans? We're just yeah, going to yeah. call them the Mexicans? That's Is that lazy. too much to ask? That's lazy. Just give me some, oh, man. Hey, you know, I never Antigone Bezzarides. But now you bring it up, yeah. You can, that's a, that is a honeypot. You could, that's not the correct phrase at all. There's so many sweet gang names out there. Pizzolato had his pick, but he chose Mexicans. Is a honeypot when, like, a girl tries to lure a guy? I have, I have no idea. Okay. That, I use Urban that Dictionary that for us. Oh, no, you're talking about honey dicking. <laughs> yeah, honey dick. Yeah, you're talking about, um, from, uh, what's the movie? I don't know, dude. No, the, uh, one with James Franco and Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah, out. yeah, the, uh. What is fucking interview? Yeah, the yeah, interview. interview. It's called the interview. <laughs> no, that's a decent yeah, flick, dude. James Franco kills it. He's something we'll get into. One other thing, one last thing about the case. I mean, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's ticket that go, gets him to anywhere. Do you remember that? Where he goes to see a travel agent. Like, yeah, yeah. Who has a travel agent anymore? But like, yeah, she's like, here's this, and he's like, well, how does this work? And she's like, you pay that price, you go anywhere you want. What kind of plane no, ticket do you buy? They're like, you can like move the times. You could switch the times around. Yeah, it, was, okay. it, was, it wasn't it was, like it flexible was destination. Yeah, I hope not. Okay. Jeez, it's just like yeah, for real though. This is a magic ticket. Yeah, but a travel agent out of love. Yeah, like tell me where I can find one, or why would you even use one in the first place? <laughs> yeah, let's get into the melodrama. Um, we kind of already alluded to what we're doing this week. Um, I will be Ray Valcoro and Martin, maybe for the last time, because Grace is with uh, Antigone Bezzarides. Yeah. Um, I also play the narrator here. <laughs> Give us a second to uh, kind of digest the scene. Yeah, it's a lot to digest. Ray pours himself and Anna another drink. You're not a bad man. Yes, I am. Do you miss it? What? Anything? (laughs) They sit in silence. After a while, Ani takes Ray's hand. No, for real though, what? <laughs> what is he? Yeah. What's that? What is Ray talking about here? We would love some specificity. That is. <laughs> Anything? I have no idea. Miss what? Anything? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Probably. <laughs> there's some, I'm sure there's something. Yeah. I, I can tell you a few things I missed. Maybe, but like, anything? Yeah. Oh, man. Is he like trying to make the point that they're both dead inside? Maybe. Yeah, I don't something know. Like that. Something like terrible that. Job. Yeah, I don't know. Is that them like trying to really hard to like open up to each other? Maybe. But that's just like. And if that's Ray's best pickup line, come on, man. Ray, Ray you got more game than that. Dude, that. <laughs> Does he though? I would have. I think so. I would hope so. But just another. Like, Ray's. I just hated that. Ray said earlier in the season that he's asexual, and now they're hooking up, and it's just like. Did he? Yeah. No, Basically, he said ever since his um, wife um, and him have split, he's just been like kind of neutral to it. Yeah. Uh, shit. Oh, all right. All right. Let's get into some final predictions here for the final episode. We're going we're gonna to spit a few theories at you each year, and then we'll get into some final thoughts and wrap it up. I actually have a quick question. Yeah, right? bring it up. I'm going to borrow this from uh, somebody on the show. Yeah. Should I roll a joint? <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, is that perfect? <laughs> That's like the classic Rainbow Corner. Yeah, that was Should I roll so good. That was so good. Hey, you just uh, came down from some Molly. Should I roll, roll a joint? joint. <laughs> you need to chill. Do I need to roll some marijuana? <laughs> you got. Oh man, I wish you understood that this is like Brady's go-to. 
just like, Maki, you want to get high? No, dude. <laughs> but I always end up smoking. Wonder Rosa Spolsky? Yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, okay, final predictions here. Um, I'm, I'm thinking Frank goes down. I honestly think Frank dies here. Like I said to you, like we were talking about earlier, I just don't think like his characters are in the happy ending. I just don't see with all the shit that's gone down for him and how he's been out calculated the whole season. Like you said, he's finally turned on here. Yeah. But I just don't see how this is, there's going to be a clean maneuver yeah. here. How is he going to – and why is like – it doesn't make sense to me too why OSIP and like whoever, the Catalyst guy, whoever's exchanging money just happened to like – they're meeting here and the money's exchanging hands. I, I – yeah, I just, like, like, that's it's just very convenient for sure. That's just kind of dumb. The one way I could see coming, uh, coming together, which I hope it does, is I hope Frank enlists both Ray and Ani to help him with this. Oh, that'd Wouldn't be that chill. be cool? They all make their skin. Yep, something like that. Or they all die. Okay, fair. Um, and I think I would kind of love that, dude. I kind of want every single main character in the I don't want to thinking about it today. I, I hope Peace Alana does it because I hope he has the balls. I mean, just think about that. Every single main character just gets axed at the end. It would become the end of, like, Departed, The Departed, where everybody's, every single main character almost gets pegged. And I thought that was Whoa. so sweet. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert, sorry. Jesus Christ. Yeah, oh. Alright, we well, can, we yeah, can we make a that. that. Fuck, man. Spoiler alert. Like, possibly the worst spoiler of all time. Damn it. Alright, it's fine. This could be not, we should include this. I deserve to be a little, yeah, yeah, that was bad. That was not the best. But it was a fair analogy. That's I a guess. good analogy. Damn but it. like, the Departed is far and away better. Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> But any, anyways, if, if that happens, if every character dies in the end, I think I could overlook a lot of things that happened this season and just respect it for the simple... Like, I just think that takes a lot of balls to send off a show like that. You might okay. think it's kind of half-hearted or kind of lazy, but I think I think it'd be sick. All right, fair enough. I don't think everyone's going to die. I really would... I don't see that happening. I don't think, I don't think it happens. I think Pizzola really likes characters, but if it did, I think it'd be sick. I think I'm going to stick... I think Frank goes down. I, I've predicted... We both predicted that Ray's going to get... Axe by the end of the show, so I'll stick with both of those guys at least. I can see Bezzeridis being the one character that lives. Yeah, Bezzeridis definitely is the most deserving, I think, of life. She, Probably, yeah. She is I mean, she's, she's finally, yeah, she's, she isn't effed up as much as the other She's characters. not likable at all, but she's no. a good But she's starting to be more likable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, you see that, for example, look at the way that she interacts with killing that guy versus every other character yeah. in the show. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, Bezerides is by far the most pure in that sense. Good point. I think... <clears throat> okay, I have absolutely... I think the end of the show, how the killers are tied in, and I think it's pretty clear who the killers are by now. Okay, yeah. Let's, it's, get, let's get into killer predictions. Who do you think it is? Davis? Uh, yeah, I think it's Flora and her brother. Okay. Brother who, though? I mean, like, we, we don't know who the brother is. Okay, but yeah, who do you think... You don't think they've introduced him at all? I mean, maybe it's a set photographer. I don't know. That's been thrown out there. Um, the thing, though, okay, so like they made it kind of seem like they figured it out last episode with the Laura being it, or Laura slash Erica, the the um, assistant, to, the former assistant to Ben Casper. Yeah. But she's got like fair skin, and she's like a brunette or something. And that girl in that picture is Latina, or she's she's at least darker skin. Wait, she's not. She's a prostitute. Who are you talking about? The prostitute. Who? Uh, she's like. Tara is Ben Casper's girl. I don't just said someone's over. Okay, that's cool. Laura is like her friend who's a prostitute. So the one that Bezerides recovered? No, she you're talking knows about the Laura, and Laura is the girl in the picture. Okay, so she's not Casper's. We sister? haven't met her. You, you know, sure? I'm almost hundred percent positive. 
We can call that. I don't think. Yeah, call Sun real quick. I don't have my phone. You better call that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we hope you have a wonderful evening. Sleep Everybody well. Everybody wants you to sleep well. <laughs> Damn it. Thanks, Kevin. You too. Thanks. Goddamn. All right. Okay. Okay, for the record, we just said... I'm so confused by this plot that we decided to call our producer to clear something up that should have slapped me in the face, I guess. All right, so we can agree. We haven't met Laura. She's a, she is the killer. Maybe her brother is involved. Maybe not. I think the brother's involved. Some people think it's the set photographer. Other people think it's the guy that Ray beat up in the first episode, the, the reporter for the newspaper. Dude, that would be crazy, though. That would be just dumb. Dude. That would just be like, <laughs> because he's been on the This is why I'm mad. I, was, I had to convince my mind that somehow... Casper's assistant that we met in episodes like two and three was somehow the girl that was referenced as Laura. I don't know, but I'm just I'm disappointed now. So if Laura's our killer and we haven't even seen her on the screen yet, that's just I just hate that. Like I want her to be introduced like somewhere like kind of slyly. You want the season. to see the MO? I got it. Yeah, kind of, dude. I just don't want a random character to be thrown at the end. Like, oh, by the way, like this this prostitute that knows another prostitute. Yeah, she's your killer. Cool. Well, I wonder if we're going to meet Laura and spend a lot of time with her the last episode as we did with... Could um, be, yeah, that'd be kind of, yeah, that could be cool, but like, even with, uh, what's his name, Spaghetti Man, oh, Gilchrist, or not Gilchrist, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't um, matter. I know it does, that's why it's bugging me. Anyway, but, um, we were into, we got at least got a shot, he was at least on screen just briefly, like, on episode three, you know, so we got some sort of visual, I still like the random characters being thrown in, that's my beef with it. Okay, that's fair. But I mean, as far as predictions go, like, we pretty much know who the killer is, so it's just whether or not the three main characters are going to survive. Okay. So, um, anything else? Final thoughts we got here? Final thoughts? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends. I don't, like, I don't really want to make any super bold predictions, because I, I actually, the only one I'll make is I don't think there's no way that Ani's going to die. No way she goes down? I don't think so, no. Why? I just don't see it happening. I don't think she's been set up to be the one who dies. Or maybe because he's a lot of one. I don't know, but like think about it. Like he he ended he you know there was enough of a character arc. If you really wanted to kill her off, you could. You know, he got the resolution with her dad, with her sister, almost a little bit. And Dude, she opened up more as a person. Okay, totally fair. You get the full character arc. Much bullshit though. Yeah. Maybe she'll pull some sort of Russ Cole where like she's like almost dead, but. Yeah, that's true. Also, yeah, so like, it's not really a piece of style to kill off. True, yeah, if you're looking back at the first yeah. season, there's been a lot of similarities to a kind of plot line. So. Kind of got a happy ending the first first season. Yeah, that, that season deserved a happy ending. Holy shit. That's great. <laughs> All right. um, but yeah, overall, I'm, I'm pumped for the finale. It's, it's 90 minutes long. It's going to be sick. Um, we've been waiting all summer long for this, so it's just going to be cool, you know? It's going to be like one long movie. We're going to enjoy it and we're going to talk about it again. Um, one last thing, we noticed that we have a few fans on SoundCloud. Shouts to you for giving us some love. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Excuse me. I hope these um, people aren't bots. Yeah, no. <laughs> That'd be a bummer. No, that, that one comment, it had to be real pretty small. Call of Duty. Big thanks for listening. Yeah, Hit us up some more. Next time we'll reply in the comments. We'll, we'll talk to you a little bit there. Actually, what you're all about. It's cool that you listen to us. We appreciate it. Um, but uh, next time you'll be listening, we'll be recording from Shy City. So, see you then. No, true. I'm Brady Becker. I'm Martin Walker. This is true enough. Take it easy.